Hey, hey, and welcome everybody to the Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books podcast, where we believe that books are magic and have the power to transform homes. On this podcast, we talk to the authors behind the magic to find out their true intentions behind the books. We are here tonight with Jessica Spear, author Jessica Spear. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I love having you. And tonight, guys, we're going to be looking at a different kind of book um, in two ways, right? Because this is the first uh, activity book, kind of guidebook with stories mixed in that we're going to look at. And this may be one of the first like middle grade books that we've um, that we've looked at. This is for um, what age group would you say, Jessica? I think the perfect reader is seven to twelve. For this book. Seven to 12. Yeah. So we usually look at, we look at middle grade chapter books and we look at picture books. This one is excellent because we get these questions all the time in our community. And since I have one son, Aiden, um, and he's seven, and I speak to our community from a place of the knowledge that I have. <laughs> I don't try to say things that I don't know or that I'm not aware of. So um, this is the an excellent addition um, to our lineup here. So let me give you guys a little background on Jessica. So Jessica's uh, book, BFF or NRF, Not Really Friends, A Girl's Guide to Happy Friendships, grew out of her friendship program, love that, that strengthens, uh, strengthens social awareness and helps kids learn to navigate common struggles. Her books engage and entertain readers by combining the stories of preteens and teens with fun activities and practical insights. Now, Jessica does have a master's degree in social sciences, and she explores social emotional topics and ways that connect kids. Welcome again, Jessica. Thank you so much. I'm excited to chat with you. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. We went through, we tried to schedule this a couple times and we're finally here sitting together today. And I'm so, so excited about that. Um, so do you have your book with you? I, I do. I'll hold it up. Um, yes. uh, there's the cover. Yeah, BFF or NRF, not really friends. Um, and it is, it's geared to girls. However, you know, uh, at the beginning, um, there's a little disclaimer, you know, any pronoun can be you know, changed the friendship program I ran actually had boys too. Um, but I made this for girls for, um, because what I was hearing is I was hearing different stories. So I feel like, you know, that I wanted the stories to really relate. And I have another book in my head for boys. As soon as my publisher gives me the green light, I want to, you know, get that one out there, um, which would be similar, but just a little different from what I was hearing, you know, different experiences between boys and girls when it comes to friendship. Okay, because this um, book includes stories, like real life stories from. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it, it would make sense that the boy book would be from the um, from the angle of like what a boy is thinking or what they're going through. Yeah, right? different scenarios. So, so lots yeah. of scenarios, and and I was just noticing, you know, and interesting a lot in my program, there were a lot more girls, and so there's you know probably underlying reasons for that, but it was harder for me to get boys into the program. Um, but I loved it when they were there, and the, the parents were so grateful, you know, that they had that opportunity too. Um, so I got to also hear a lot more from girls. So I'm still, you know, really diving deep into boys, but I have a book coming out next summer for all genders. Um, again, really interactive book. Cause that's what I love to write. Um, but um, it's, uh, it's, it's called middle school safety goggles advice coming out next summer. Oh, cool. Yeah, And again, all sorts of activities um, for kids to engage in. 
We love the activities. Um, and before we hop into the book, can you tell us a little bit more about your program? How will sure, you set up? Sure. And so I, I'm the mom of two daughters, and I, I, I'm, I have a master's in social sciences, which you mentioned. But I'm, just, I'm always fascinated with relationships. I'm fascinated with communication, and you know what makes us connect and what makes relationships fall apart. I just, I love that. That's kind of my thing. And when my daughters were in elementary school, I noticed some friendship struggles started to arise. You know, and then things were getting a little more complicated, and it reminded me so much of my own experience. I was like, oh yes. I so remember this. So um, from there, I just started, I love research. So I dove into the research and there's a ton of books for parents um, about this phase of life, the preteen, the teen years, when it comes to social emotional growth and friendship. So I dove into that and there were some pieces that I felt like, gosh, this would be really great for kids to know. You know, I think, I think some of these friendship truths would be really great for kids as they navigate this stage. So I built this program and started running it in elementary schools um, to just test some of these ideas. You know, what happens if we, you know, really start talking about some of these skills? We start talking about friendship truths and, and, you know, fast forward eight years, it, it kind of grew into a book, you know, to bring it to a wider audience. And that book came out this past summer. Oh, that sounds awesome. And it's so funny you say, what happens when we start talking? So does so much magic happens when you just put stuff out on Front Street, right? One of my, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I say, put, put it out on Front Street and just address it and see what these kids are really thinking. And that's why we really do this, you know, podcast, because we choose books that allow um, kids to feel comfortable talking about the different things that may be um, affecting them, especially outside of the home. Um, like I said, I, I have Aiden, but I remember, you know, being a, a teenager and being in school and dealing with some of those friendship difficulties. What are some of the main things that you're seeing in, in friendships um, these days, especially with the program you have? that your friendship requires a lot of skill. You know, when we think about it, what goes into a friendship? You know, first of all, healthy communication and honesty and trust and flexibility. And, you know, the list goes on and on. There's a lot there. So mm -hmm. it's not surprising that we goof up, you know, that that this this is, there's a lot of mess ups there. We say the wrong thing. We do things we wish we hadn't. So so a lot in the in the book, in the program is, is skill building and awareness building. Because some mm -hmm. of these, we, we, we learn, all these social emotional skills as we go and we all have different strengths and weaknesses so you know it kind of you know my hope was to put a little growth mindset on all these friendship social you know social emotional skills you know we grow them and we learn them and mistakes happen and we you know we we mess up and then we try again so you know that that was one thing I really wanted to put out there it's not that there's good and there's bad people you know, it's just all of us trying to figure this out and learn as we go yeah. and, and we sure mess up. But also that, you know, kids and people change so much. Um, there's, you know, the reason, you know, this book, especially this first book is geared towards girls is there's a really interesting change that happens from the early in elementary where our friends are very much based on play and proximity, you know, so who our neighbors are and who's in our class. And, you know, it's all about play. And then as we get to the preteen years, we shift and it's less about that. And it's more about shared interests and deeper levels of acceptance. And that really peaks mm -hmm. in middle school. We all remember trying to figure out where do I fit and, you know, who am I? So with that shift from, you know, for going from 
proximity and play to shared interests and deeper levels of acceptance, there's a lot of shuffling of friendship, you know? And so I wanted to let kids know that that's, that's normal. You know, sometimes we start to think, Hey, something's wrong with me. You know, I keep changing friendships or this doesn't feel right. And it's part of that shift. So it's a really natural, healthy thing. And it's really helpful for parents to know that's okay too. Sometimes parents can wonder what is happening. You know, this has always been your best friend. Why all of a sudden, you know, are you, you know, maybe yeah. not that interested And and, and part of it is just that, developmental shift, which happens, you know, kind of starting late elementary, peaking in middle school and, you know, settling out over the course of high school. Yeah. Do they ever really settle out though? I'm wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so true. You're, you're right. It's a lifelong thing. Yeah, you're it right. is. You know, we're it always changing uh, relationships, change, people change. So yes, you're right. It's it, it it gets a little more exciting in, in childhood and then it continues. <laughs> yeah, the rest but at of least life. when we get older, especially using tools like this, like the book that you wrote and the program that you have, we learn how to navigate them a little better and yes. we learn how to what feels good, like yes. what a friendship is supposed to feel like. And that's one of my favorite things, you know, about your book and about your website. I was perusing your your blog and things like that. Um, just, you know, knowing what friendship feels like. One of the things that. Um, and I bring Aiden up because I remember going through this when I was in school is everybody's Aiden's best friend now. Like as soon as he meets somebody, that's my best friend. And I'm Aww. like, I just heard his name for the first time. And I, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember being in high school. Now, I was a bit of an introvert, so I didn't take on uh, a, a lot of friends. I always had like a very tight circle. But I remember seeing the more extroverted, um, and you can tell me if this is wrong, if I'm breaking it down wrong, whether it's an introvert or an extrovert thing at all. But I remember more of my extroverted peers taking on so many friends that they would spread themselves thin and not be able to really feed the energy or what that friend, what different friendships needed, you know? And that's one of the things, I don't know if he's too young, I'm guessing not, your book is starts at the age of seven, to talk to him and say, Aiden, you're going to get overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> you have to navigate all these friendships. You know, he does. He sounds like an extrovert. So I love yeah. that you're picking up on that. And he might navigate this world differently. Like, so I'm, I'm like mm -hmm. you, I'm an introvert, you know, from middle school all the way through high school. I had like, you know, my two really good friends. You know, we had, we had wider circles, but it was three of us. We were like the three amigos. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and, and, and as an adult, I'm the same way. I have like a, just a tight circle circle of friend. I like deeper, more, you know, close relationships, but I, you know, but then there's the extrovert thing. So he might be more of an extrovert. Um, mm -hmm. And the beauty of that, what I love about that is that gives him a lot of choices. Um, so, so when you get to this phase where things get a little tricky, you know, um, friendships were changing more, um, he has places to go. Like he can, he can pop at one lunch table and sit there, you know, cause he's, he's friends <laughs> with them. And then they get pop at this other lunch table. So I love that. And that is him. And I totally embrace it. I'm actually, I wouldn't even change that. I, I, he might always float through life like that. And that is awesome. You know, mm -hmm. he'll always have many places that he feels like he fits because he's an extrovert. So yeah, part of it is kind of knowing what are we each looking for in friendship and that's okay, you know, and, and understanding that sometimes people are looking for other things in friendship 
And so it might not be the perfect fit with us, you know, and that's okay too. So this is where parents can come in and help kids know that um, it's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. Not every friendship is going to feel like a great fit and it's all okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's just how we navigate each other as human beings. Yeah. And dynamics these days are so different. How do you talk to parents about maybe managing like digital friendships or French, you know, the online space? Yeah. And oh, that's a it's a tricky one. Boy, isn't it a different world (laughs) than when, you know, and for for kids, you know, once they get into social media and they have online friends, some of those friendships feel very real, you know, so I don't want to I'm going to not I'm going to say that they're friends. They're their online social media friends. And sometimes, you know, they can get a ton of support from that. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it it takes a different path. And, it you know, so there's a lot of conversations that need to be had there about, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that you're choosing, you know, you're accepting friend requests from friends you really know and like. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so just, you know, carefully making sure whoever's in that circle um, is is positive in your life and it's okay to put boundaries there if, if something isn't isn't feeling positive you can you know maybe stop following somebody or things like that but it's mm-hmm. it is a different world and I think one of the trickiest things for kids is they get to see all the things that they weren't invited to you know when we were growing up mm-hmm. we didn't learn till Monday morning you know about the party mm-hmm. that happened we didn't know that until much after the fact but these days kids see that right right as it happens um Mm -hmm. and so their parents can kind of step in and emotion coach and you know be like ah that feels really bad it doesn't when we're left out but also realizing so you know we've such a power of how we let those conversations unfold so so like ah that that hurts when we're not included but sometimes we're always not included so so who 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 might you want to reach out to right now that you can you know kind of get together with so um because it's it's so common these days for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So giving kids the tools to realize, all right, that I'm not not there, but I have this moment to do something else that I want to do and and maybe find another friend. And your son will be so good at that because he'll have a whole, you know, list of other friends (laughs) to reach out to and hang out at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when he gets older. Now he he takes things, uh, I would say, like a little heavier. Like whenever one thing falls out with a friend at school, he really feels it. He brings it home. We talk about it. Um, and just that leads me to my next question. With a book like this, there's so many um, wonderful activities in it um, for our kids to engage with. How do you suggest parents um, that are, you know, uh, heavily involved engage with their child in using this book? You know, there's so the, the book has lots of quizzes. So and the first okay. quiz is how healthy is my friendship? Um, and so that's one that you know can be taken over and over at any time. And um, I love it when parents or caregivers take it for their lives, too. So they, you know, they kind of take it alongside their kid and it opens up an opportunity just to talk about friendships and maybe notice and and helps to pinpoint maybe what's not going so right in that friendship, you know, and and what we might do about that. You know, if that friendship is lacking trust or that friendship, you know, that's a really inflexible friend or a very jealous friend. So it helps us figure out maybe, you know, okay, here's maybe why this doesn't feel so healthy and what we could do about that. So I love when caregivers can do these along with their kids and they can learn together. You know, know, parents can apply it to their own lives too, because we're all, you know, we're all learning as we go. Um, You know, the second quiz is how healthy 
are my friendship skills because it's really important to you know not just look outward but also to look inward you know because mm-hmm. you know, we all you know friendship's a two-way street to look at you know ourselves and and how might we be behaving in this in this relationships that that might need some some changing to help the the relationship improve okay yeah, that's really awesome. And I love, uh, I can see, you know, me now, like Aiden taking the quiz and us looking at it together. I think that would be such a wonderful bonding moment for parents and their children or caregivers. You keep saying <laughs> caregivers and you, you know, I have to think there are uh, so many children with different dynamics in their homes. And I think that's one of the big things that contributes to friendship is to having empathy and compassion. I remember, um, Aiden was dealing with something at school and one of the kids just randomly out of nowhere said something really mean to Aiden. And every other day, the kid was, you know, really nice, treated Aiden well, was one of his best friends. One day he said something mean and I said, you know, Aiden, um, sometimes people don't have such good days at home before they leave, you know, for school in the morning. Yeah. And- Think about some days where you've had, um, maybe I rushed to wake you up in the morning if mom, you woke up late and <laughs> yeah. rush you out, you know, for school, maybe you didn't have as much breakfast as you would have liked to. Maybe you left a favorite thing home that you wanted to take to school and, you know, it can put you in a bit of a mood. Maybe they just mm-hmm. had a day. Maybe you should talk to them about it yeah. and just see, you know, maybe it didn't have anything to do with you and, yeah. and he was able to bring that around. Yeah, I love that. And and so in the book, I've got Friendship Truth, um, mm-hmm. you know, these little nuggets of wisdom that help guide us in like moments like that. And so one of the friendship truths is everybody make mistakes because okay. we do, don't we? You know, we all have these days and we say the wrong thing or we do the wrong thing. So, you know, there's that growth mindset. We all we all mess up, you know? So I love that you talked to him about that and helped him see that other side of that situation, that this probably mm-hmm. wasn't about him. You know, there was something else going on there that caused this. So yeah, I love that. Good for you for, for just picking up on that right away and talking to him about that. Oh, thank you, Jessica. Can I ask you, can you share another friendship truth with us? Yes. Yes. Okay. Another friendship truth um, is friendships have different phases and change over time. Mm-hmm. And this one again um, is one I wanted to make sure that you know preteens knew this because they start to enter this phase, like we talked about earlier, where friendships start to shift, you know, from that play to proximity into shared interests. And so there's a lot of shifting that goes on there. So if they know that that's okay, not that it makes it easy, you know, sometimes when a friendship changes before we really want it to change, that's hard. You know, that 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 doesn't feel so good. But it's it's actually really normal. Um, I, I was looking at this study that they did at UCLA. Uh, they followed six thousand um, middle schoolers through twenty three different schools, and they kind of tracked their friendships. And two thirds of them in their first year of middle school, sixth grade year, you know, kind of changed up their whole friendship scene. You have two thirds. Mm-hmm. So you know, so this friendship truth is all about you know. Friendships have different phases and change over time, you know, so just making that normalizing that knowing that that is okay. Um, So when kids head into that stage, they have that in the back of their mind and, you know, they don't create any stories like there's something wrong with me or, you know, there's something wrong with them. It's just, you know, we're going through this phase where there is a lot of transition going on. I wonder, you know, since you say that, this is kind of a selfish question, but I I was talking to a, fr- a friend of mine and we met 
through our children. Um, Aiden and um, and her son are a best friend, so official best friend. They've nice. known each other, yeah, since kindergarten. And um, we have grown a friendship because of the friendship between our boys. And we were talking one day and we were just like, are they going to stay friends like for life? Is this going to be one of those for lifer kind of um, friendships? And it was either her or myself that said, I think that depends on us. Like, and I wonder, do you find that or in your research, have you found the parents' influence on a friendship to, to matter? You know, when they go through things and, and the parents in, is involved and kind of gets in the weeds of it, does it help? Or should we stay out of the way? There's so many layered questions in there, but hopefully you see where I'm going. I totally do. And I love that question. And I think it definitely influences earlier on. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. That influence lessens over time. You know, as the kids get older, they really do start to take over their social world and, and, and the parents take a back seat. Um, the one thing that I always encourage parents to do is to, you know, even have a little conversation that, you know, whatever happens with our kids, like if this is if you're if the mom and you are, are really great friends, you know, just put it out there. Whatever happens with our kids, you know, let's make sure that we keep our, our friendship strong because you you truly never know. So now my kids are teenagers and and I, there were friendships that they had in elementary school that I thought for sure, I thought for sure yeah. these are lifelong friends, you know? And, yeah. and no, they actually, they, they changed and they might change again. Like they might actually revert back to each other. So yeah, um, yeah so I, I've just been, it's been so interesting to watch, you know, and, and I, I've decided I could never predict anything. I have no idea, you know, um, what's going to happen there. But um, yeah, so that if, does that answer your question? You never know. It, you, it does. Possibly, yeah, possibly they will last, and so will your friendships. But we just life is so interesting. We just never know. It's interesting. There's this movie I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix. It's called Otherhood um, mm-hmm. with Angela Bassett, um, Felicity Huffman, and I forget the 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 other mom's name. But it's a it's a story on. I guess, what am I besides a mother? They're all like trying to find themselves and they have been friends for years. Their kids grew up together. And like you said, the the kids were close when they were young, I guess, because of proximity. And <laughs> what's the other word you use? Uh, play. Yeah, they, play, they play together. Mm-hmm. And then as they grew up, now that they're adults, you know, they definitely respected each other, but they had they were living in different worlds and they took control of their own social world. And so, but the mothers uh, stayed friends. So no matter the relationship between the parents, the children did their own thing. So that's a good, a great example of that. Yeah. 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 So what is your, if you can even choose, what's your favorite part of your book or your favorite thing about your book? Hmm. You know, I, what I love about it is the, like, there's so many open-ended, you know, questions and activities. So it gives it, love the open it gives kids a chance to think about, you know, what might I do in that situation or what, what might I say? Cause you know, we know as adults, it's hard sometimes in, in that moment in time where something comes up and it's uncomfortable or awkward you know, I myself am often the deer in the headlights, you know, like, what do I do in this moment? Um, so the the book is filled with ways to, you know, 
just little scenarios, you know, like there mm -hmm. might be a story about, you know, a, a struggling friendship and then, you know, a chance for kids to say, what might you do in that situation? You know, how, mm -hmm. how might, what might you have said and, and other examples of what other kids do to also open the door that there's not always one white response. You know, our responses mm -hmm. are very much dictated by our personalities and what we feel um, is the right thing to do in that situation. But the chance to think it through first, um, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to speaking up, you know, so that's a tough one for kids is how to speak up in a way that doesn't divide. You know, how do I speak up in a way that will connect with this person? You know, we'll, we'll share, you know, what I'm having a hard time with, but doesn't, you know, blame them or, you know, criticize them in a way that is demeaning? How can I say this in a way that I'll be heard and, and can actually repair the situation rather than, you know, throw a, a stick of dynamite on it? So so there's um, you know a lot of coaching on I statements like I feel I feel mm -hmm. sad when you don't include me in games. I'd like you to include me, you know, so just in, instead of, you know, what is often the default for kids is you never include me. I'm going to stop being your friend. You know, yeah. so just kind of helping them know the difference between those two. And in my friendship groups, you know, once we talk that through, you know, the, those two different statements, you know, I feel sad when you don't include me. I'd like you to include me next time versus, you know, the other one where you never include me. I'm going to stop being your friend. They immediately get it like, oh, yeah, I'd so rather have that version said to me than this version. They get that. And that just takes practice. You know, that's something that we can help as as parents. We can help that at home, you know, just learning how to respond in that way, how to say those things. Mm -hmm. um, it's it just it's it's like everything. It's a skill and it just takes practice and we get better over time. Yeah, that's so good. I noticed your book, you have like your illustrations are more like doodles, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So was that the vision that you had uh, for your book? No, you know, the publisher, my publisher kind of came up with that. They came up with, you know, making it super colorful, you know, mm -hmm. and the original thought was all the colors, you know, of the people, like there's blue people and there's green people and there's yellow people. Mm -hmm. That was the originally was going to be the matching the emotions that coming out of these stories but then you realize there's you know, often multiple emotions you know so so i think they kind of forgot that and they just we just kind of went with a ton of color you know just just tons of color and places for kids to draw places for them to you know just yeah you know doodle whatever they want to do mm -hmm. and you may have said this already but was the book available and out when you were still doing your program no so it's a, and i the program i i i wasn't able to do many more in persons because of COVID. Yeah. So yeah. So I kind of put that on hold and then the book came out, you know, just this last summer. So um, yeah. So they came out after, after I was running the program and, and I'm now kind of deep into my third book. So I haven't gotten the program up and running. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm thinking about maybe transitioning things to some online resources. Cause I, even schools where I am, I'm in Colorado, you can't mm -hmm. get back. I, I used to work in the schools and and, you know, outside programs were they're not yet allowed back in the school. So mm -hmm. I haven't quite got back in there um, to do that. But um, I love that part of it. I loved working with the kids and, you know, getting their feedback. And they completely shaped this book, you know, from start to finish. Yeah, I saw some awesome testimonials um, on your website mm -hmm. from um, uh, there were a few like different. What has been your favorite response to your book? Um, you know, um, I think from from you know 
parents who are working through because it's really hard as caregivers when our kids are going through a big struggle like this. You know, we as parents, we feel that, you know, we get so worried about them and and we want them to be okay. We want to just fix things, you know, but I what parents have told me kind of working through some of these quizzes together was mm-hmm. a great way to process some of those hard times. Cause sometimes we, we don't know what to do and we actually shouldn't go in and fix things. You know, at, at, you know, once we get to the elementary and definitely middle school, you know, we take a back seat and we let the kids start to lead. You know, we, as the caregivers might be the emotional coaches and have them start to think through their options. But we take a little bit of a backseat. But from parents, I think that was helpful to have something to guide those discussions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so caught up in the emotions, we can't, we don't even know where to go from there. So to have mm-hmm. some, you know, some things to do together, some activities to do together, to really um, talk through the situation can bring some real clarity for kids. Yeah, that's so true. Can, would you be able to show us a couple of the inside pages? Yes. Yes, for sure. So I will show you the first. Okay, so the first quiz, it looks, and hopefully you can see this. It's really bright in here. So I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm going to turn this light off. Okay, that's a little better. Okay, so, ooh, it's hard to see. But this is just, you know, one of the one of the first quizzes. Um, ooh, this page here. So this is the friendship pyramid, um, which is also, I think, really helpful. It's a, it's kind of a fridge worthy um, resource. So at the very top, you know, of that we have our close friends, and and that's there's just a couple of those. You know, as we know, sometimes it's really, you know, we don't fit. It, you know, in really tight friendships with everybody. You know, there's just a few yeah. that feel like our, our close, most trusted friends that we would go to. So that's up at the top. And with the qualities that, you know, we see in those friendships, the middle blue part is the just friends. And that's really broad. So friends could be classmates or teammates. You know, these these friendships might have more you know, they're not perfect. No friendship is perfect. But the those in this blue category, you know, we know that they're not perfect, you know, because they're, you know, we might not even feel as comfortable sharing certain things. And that's okay. You know, we, we kind of learn over the over the course of our lives that who we really open up to might end up being, you know, those here, you know, but we still love and enjoy everybody in our friend bucket, you know, and then at the bottom is um, acquaintances. So those are all the people out there that we sort of know, don't really know, but, you know, that new friendships are always out there, you know, so keep an eye out for, you know, all these acquaintances out there that could, you know, grow into friendships at some point in time. Um, Yeah, so that's a friendship pyramid. And you probably couldn't see it, but running up and down the side of that pyramid, you know, on one side was change. You know, because sometimes we have an acquaintance that goes to a friend, to a close friend. And sometimes we have a close friend that actually goes down to an acquaintance, yeah. you know. So just kind of illustrating these changes that happen over time. And, and again, normalizing that, letting kids know that, you know, even though it's it's it feels weird, but it's it's OK. Those things mm-hmm. happen sometimes. Wow. It's so important to talk to kids about stuff like that when they're young, because we still experience stuff like that, you know, as adults. Um yeah, and it, it's good to to know how to process it at a young age. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, yeah, I think yeah, just more, the book does a lot of normalizing of these things that you know yeah. 
we know as adults, but we kind of learn over the course of our lives. That's why I wanted to, I want to just introduce some of those things earlier, you know, to hopefully avoid kids avoiding any feelings of unworthiness or, you know, just any, any issues with themselves, just knowing that, you know, relationships are tricky sometimes and they do change and they require a lot of skills. So making sure, you know, kids really know all about that. You know, what's funny is uh, after hearing you you speak about your book and um, how you respond to certain situations, there was a blog that I wanted to go back to on your website. And I think the, the parent had asked what or just the title of the blog, what if my daughter doesn't want to be friends with that person? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go back and read it. And now that I'm hearing you, I feel like the short answer is it's OK. Like that's, that's okay. Yes, it is okay. You know, and so here's where it's tricky. So, you know, we also, but we also want to make sure, you know, that our kids really understand the importance of kindness, especially in shared spaces. So, you know, we're talking about in a classroom or in the lunchroom or, you know, so, you know, so balancing to make sure, okay, there's a, there's a friend that they don't actually really want to be friends with, you know, for whatever reason, but you know, how can we be, kind in share in our shared spaces, which might even be, you know, it definitely social media is a shared space. So mm-hmm. be kind, but knowing that, you know, we do get to choose, you know, who our close friends are and that's okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, girls especially are often raised to be people pleasers. And, you know, and, and, and I know my daughters mm-hmm. have struggled with this. Sometimes they really don't want to, they don't like somebody, but they don't, they're, they're, they're so concerned about hurting somebody's feelings that sometimes they don't know to, that it's okay to sometimes put a boundary down. You know, yeah. so you can be kind in shared spaces, but you could say no thank you to, uh, you know, an invitation to hang out one-on-one, you know, so it, and that talk about a skill that's tricky, you know, so that's complicated, but what an important skill, you know, as we go through life, we kind of learn Oh yeah, we all kind of learn how to do this, don't we? Like yeah. we do this in life throughout our lives, you know. Um, so you know, helping kids just start to learn that really complicated skill. Yeah, I think that I kind of have that with Aiden because I, <laughs> I always talk to him about trusting his uh, trusting his gut. Yeah. And trusting his intuition when he comes around somebody who kind of feels unsafe or just doesn't feel like their energy is right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't, I guess connected like in one conversation I haven't talked to him about but still be kind like you know you still have to be kind so we talk about kindness all the time but the two separate you get what I'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah and just even like explaining what what that might mean because sometimes kindness might mean oh I have to accept that invitation to play Mm -hmm. you know um but it could just be hey no thanks um you know but thanks for thinking about me you know so so there's there's ways to be kind but also you know maintain a boundary if you feel like you need to maintain that boundary yeah that's so good is is there anything else Jessica that you would want people to know about your book Ooh, um, well, not really. It's available anywhere books are sold. Um, and if, if anybody's interested, you know, that resource I shared, the Friendship Pyramid, um, I do have that on my website. So I have, I, I blog once a month, you know, just kind of about, you know, social emotional topics for kids. And um, if you would like a, the, a PDF of that friendship pyramid, um, if you sign it for my blog, it comes with that. So you'll get an email with a, 
a PDF of that friendship pyramid, which a lot of people um, who've read my book, they kind of, like I said, they put that on the fridge because it's, it's sometimes nice to go back to that, you know, because it does list levels of friendship and kind of qualities of each. So um, if, if a kid's struggling, they can kind of maybe see what, what's going on with this friendship that maybe they can work on to improve the situation. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you showed it and when um, you said it's fridge worthy, I'm like, because it looks like the food pyramid. So it's also yes. <laughs> easy for kids to recognize. So true. <laughs> so good. So yeah. <laughs> so guys, you can find Jessica's book wherever books are sold. Please go over to her website. She has so many um, great resources there. And, you know, as a bonus, like she said, when you sign up, you get a PDF of that uh, friendship pyramid, which will be such a great resource for you, for the family. Um, as a whole. You can also find Jessica um, on Instagram. I didn't put all her social media up here, but this is her Instagram. You can find her there. And I'm sure when you go over to her website, you'll find all her other social media as well. Um, And Jessica, we thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing the insights behind your book. Thank you so much. It was so fun to chat with you. And I loved hearing Aiden's story. I love a, a good extrovert. I love it. I can't, wait, I can't wait to see how his journey goes. I have a feeling he's going to have all sorts of friends in all sorts of different arenas. So I love that. He's such a he's such a great kid. And it, it, it's been a balance uh, raising him as an introvert. So that's... <laughs> So that's been fun. But yes, thank you so much. I'm going to put her website up here one more time so you guys can go visit. And we're going to say goodnight. Everybody have a great evening.